So thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So tell us about, um, why don't you get right into it? Tell us how you got into PT and your background. So um, I knew I wanted to go into a medical field and um, I was toying with going to medical school versus um, clinical psychology. Okay. And uh, I was a psychology major. The brain has always <laughs> fascinated me. Yeah. And um, I basically met someone who told me, you know, to go to medical school is the biggest commitment of your life. You have to make sure yeah. nothing else will make you happy, right? <laughs> right. So, um, so I met a physical therapist and they said, come and do an internship with us, okay. just some clinical hours in the summer. And I did that and I discovered that physical therapy was actually um, a great combination between the mind and the body. It allows you to have more time with your patients and build relationships. Yeah. Um, so, um, that's kind of fused the, the two passions together. Nice. Did you, um, during that whole process, was it like, was, was school longer in terms of just the, the like physical therapy aspect versus psychology? Was it longer or just? Well, um, for physical therapy, it's a graduate degree. So it's a doctorate. So you have to get an undergraduate degree in whatever you choose. And okay. it's better if it's uh, like a medical field. So I was right. a psychology major and I had a minor in biology and that because I was already pre-med, I had most of the requirements to switch to physical therapy. So for me, okay. it wasn't more school. Overall, it's still a lot of school. Okay. But I went through from high school to undergrad to grad mm -hmm. school because I knew once I stopped school, I'll never go back. I wanted to get yeah. it over with yeah. and start my <laughs> professional career. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did you, um, did you go straight into a job after um, doing it or did you find, was it an internship or did you just go straight in? All the internships you do, um, you need clinical hours to get into physical therapy schools okay. just to make sure they, you have your feet wet and yeah. you know they want a commitment. Yeah. And then during uh, the graduate school, you're doing a lot of clinicals where you're working under the direction of a physical therapist. Right, right. And so you're kind of already have a patient load. And so once you graduate, you get your license, you take the exam, get your license, you're ready to work immediately. So okay. because by then you have student loans and everything yeah, like that, usually yeah. you just go straight into it. Yeah. How was that? Was it kind of like nerve wracking? Because uh, I can imagine it's probably because it was. Well, you know, your first job, you, you have <laughs> yeah. a lot of things going on in your mind. For, yeah. for me, the biggest thing was worrying that you're not doing your best for the patient because right. someone else with more experience is doing would do a better job and right. that's why they're not getting better so you right. there was a point in time where you're blaming yourself that right. you know they're not better because of your clinical skills not because right. what they're doing outside or you know as you get more experienced you learn that you're helping them the yeah. best you can yeah. and you can't help everybody so right. it's a whole learning curve of no more staying awake at night worrying about patients right. And really just believing and having that confidence, yeah. that all comes with experience. No one right. can teach it to you at school. Right. When you're new, it's just, you yeah. gotta just, you just gotta put go in the it. hours, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it probably makes it a little easier um, just being there so long and just getting to know the cu the, the customers or the, the patients um, because you get to know them on a friendship basis, I assume. Exactly. It probably makes it a little easier and less like nerve wracking. Um, but right. I can imagine like the very first day you're in there, you don't know anybody, they know you're new, you're probably like, oh, well, this is kind Right. Of and, <laughs> and you know, as you, as the years go on, you meet new people all the time. Patients yeah. get better, they leave, um, new ones come in. So you just learn how to really uh, protrude that, uh, that, confidence for patients yeah. so that they 
they feel like you know what you're doing yeah. and you feel like you're confident with yeah. what you're doing. And so then you're able to kind of relax and have conversations with them while you're doing right. skillful things and, and not just like yeah. focusing on, on the treatment. Yeah. You develop that relationship as right. you work with them. Right. Is there, um, so you mentioned when we talked a little bit ago, you mentioned um, that you obviously do your own private practice now, so you can yes. tell everyone what you do. Um, but you also mentioned that um, the difference between working for somebody and working for yourself and like the terms of the, why you ditched the private practice or why you ditched the regular right. way in the insurance model. Right, so uh, right out of school, I got a corporate job. It was physiotherapy associates at the time. Um, there's a lot of, uh, very kind of common clinics around the country. There's Select Medical and Benchmark Medical. Right. And um, a typical physical therapy place, you go in and it's a gym setting. Right. And um, you tend to work with um, multiple patients at the same time sometimes. Right. You're using rehab aids, which kind of like those people getting clinical experience yeah. to get into school. And you're not necessarily spending sufficient amount of time with patients because of mm -hmm. the patient load that you have to maintain. Right. And the reason for that too is over, you know, I've been doing physical therapy now for 20 years and most of it was that way. And, and there's a certain burnout that happens. I have friends yeah. who quit physical therapy and have done other things, including open restaurants. And, right. and I started thinking also like, this is a grind, you know, it became yeah. a grind and you feel like you're not helping people because you don't have time. Yeah. The insurance companies have lowered their reimbursement rates right. to clinicians and increased premiums for the patients. So yeah. there was this disconnect. And so the, the patient load was getting worse. And right. so I, had a little soul searching and I decided, you know, I love what I do. Yeah. I don't like the environment. So I said, right. I'm going to do the way that I want to do it. Mm -hmm. And physical therapy has direct access, which means yeah. you don't need a referral to come see me. I can be a first okay. uh, care business, which means I need to know when to refer to another clinician if it's not appropriate. Okay. So I've had to refer to medical professionals, uh, psychiatric professionals, other people who okay. it's outside of my scope of practice. What does that look like? Like what is it to, to, in order for you to turn someone away to go to other practices or um, for things? It's just that? good patient care. I mean, okay. if, you're, if you get a patient and you know what they need is something you're not qualified to provide, it's part of my job to find them the help that they need, okay. right? And so once I switched to uh, the private sector, um, my own practice, I started making sure my appointment times were longer. So I have okay. more time to speak with the patient, find out their history. Right. A lot of patients complain to me that the medical system has failed them. Yeah. No one's listening. <laughs> yeah. They're jumping around from clinician to yeah. clinician. No one's communicating and they're missing the underlying yeah. cause of their problem. They're treating symptoms right. and not the actual problems. Yeah. Right. And so now my treatment times, you know, my evaluations are 90 minutes. I'm here to find out everything I check head to toe, what could be the underlying problem of their, of their case. Okay. So it gives me time to um, follow up with them in between, because yeah. now I don't see that many per day, so yeah. I can kind of make sure how are your exercises right. going, what's the problem. If there's a problem, we find out about it. We don't wait two weeks for your next right. appointment. We know yep. right away. Yep. So patients just get better faster, okay. and that's why I'm a happier clinician. Okay. How did you adjust? Because uh, I know with COVID, it hurt mm -hmm. oh. businesses. How was how was that being? You're very hands on and in person. How how did how did you handle that? Well, it, this fun. was difficult because <laughs> yeah. um, 
I am from California and where yeah. the restrictions were a lot um, yeah. greater and yeah. the and the population was um, a lot more cautious than mm -hmm. in other parts of the country too. Yeah. And so there was a lot of fear of um, with the COVID and, and obviously in a healthcare provider office, we already practiced those right. hand washing techniques and disinfecting everything right. already. So I felt confident. Right for myself, uh, but to make other people feel confident, yeah. everyone had a different, um, what, are you, what do you call it? Like their, their ability to yeah. face a, a danger, yeah. <laughs> right? It sounds um, like you got to retrain the patients. Right, to be like, hey, and listen, so a lot okay. of people stopped coming to see me and that's unfortunately what happened in the healthcare in the whole country is people yeah. stopped getting the care that they need. Yeah. So um, getting diagnosed for things sooner and so they're yeah. having, a bigger amount of health problems as a result of not seeing providers yeah. in a timely right. manner. So that's, that was the unfortunate thing. Yeah. It's like they needed the care and they chose to wait. And so then right. their conditions got worse. Yeah. So I've seen that in numerous occasions. And so people had to decide for themselves, is right. it worth it for them to expose possibly yeah. themselves to COVID? Right. Um, you know, and everybody was individually deciding yeah. that. Yeah. So, okay. but did, definitely a lot of businesses suffered, including yeah. physical therapy. Yeah. So did you open um, up this in California? Yes. Or, okay, you did. Okay. I started my practice in California and we moved to Waxhaw, North Carolina about a year and a half ago. And okay. um, I opened this clinic, Jenny Murray Physical Therapy, in November of 23. Okay. I mean, 22. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> November of 22. So uh, so it's been a little over a year, and nice. the community is really great. Everybody supports local businesses here. Yeah, so sure. it's been um, really um, uplifting to see and encouraging to yeah. see that, you know, it's scary. It's scary to open a private practice. Yeah. You don't get a stable paycheck. Right. That's what the biggest difference is. You work yeah. for someone else. If a patient doesn't come in, you're still getting paid. Yeah. Here, you have to manage your cancellations and you just yeah. never know. Sometimes your whole schedule falls apart yeah. and you have to keep your head above water yeah. <laughs> and uh, say, hey, you know, do a lot of marketing. That's that entrepreneurship. I didn't have to do any marketing before when right. I worked for yeah. other people, uh, almost nothing. And uh, here I got to find the patients and I also have to convince them that right. um, the service is what they need and it's right. worth it. Right. Yeah, that's a big, big difference and changing factor for a lot mm -hmm. of people is just a switch from guaranteed anything. Right. It doesn't it doesn't matter to not guaranteed. And, and of, of course, <laughs> and then there's always a, a, the right time in your life to pursue right. something like that. I wanted to open my private practice for many years, but yeah. there was a time I was a single mom and I needed the health insurance right. and, you know, so the benefits <laughs> and, and that stability, that yeah. the guaranteed paychecks, now you have childcare costs. Right. And so um, there's a right time, but as long as you keep those goals in front of you and you know yeah. what you got to do, yeah. it'll eventually, everything will fall into place. Yeah. Well, I know so. we mentioned uh, like work-life balance. Mm -hmm. um, do you have more work-life balance now that you're a business owner, being it is a lot of more like heavy focused? Right. Or do you have more? Or did you have more of that job? I absolutely have more work yeah. balance now uh, because I'm able to control my own schedule. Right. So if I need to go to my kids' sporting event, I block my schedule yeah. off and. It's tough because you are sacrificing some income to make those decisions yeah. to this is my gym time and right. this is my kid time because yeah. you could work 
endlessly, you right. know? Yeah. So some people say, well, I wanted to work less. Why, didn't, why am I working so much more right. in private <laughs> practice? So you yeah. have to have realistic goals of, okay, financially, what do you really need right. versus what you could do? Right. You could work and make a lot more money, but that work-life yeah. balance is very important to me is why I left the eight to five job right. because um, I wasn't able, I was missing out on life. And yeah. so now I'm kind of getting that back and yeah. choosing what is important. Yeah. I can always work more later right. when my kids are out of high school and, yeah. and things like that. So um, it's, it's a tough thing. You really have to sit down and write down what's important, yeah. you know, and how much do you need to really live versus what right. your financial goals are, which, you know, your family goals. Yeah. So um, it's a whole self-evaluation. That yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah, but it was probably difficult too, going yeah. from especially like that first time um, mm -hmm. you you quit. Uh, yeah, it was probably very like oh shoot. Like, well, I was very <laughs> lucky. On savings, like, you know? I was lucky because I was able to kind of transition a little bit more gradually. Okay. I rented space for one day a week. Okay. Um, so I was still doing my corporate job and one day a week doing private. And then I went to two days and three days and then I yeah. went to full time. So I was able to kind of like, okay, patients actually want to see me. They are following me, you know? Okay. So, um, it wasn't so like, you didn't cut like cold Turkey. Like you did, I did not quit cold Turkey because I was okay. never in the position where yeah. I, I felt like, oh, well, let's not make any money for right. months and months. <laughs> right. Um, right. so once you have kids, you don't have as much, um, yeah. freedom for that. Right. But, um, it was still nerve-wracking for yeah. sure and then having to open a business build it up close it and open it again right um, I, I had that confidence that I've done it before I can right. do it again but at the same time it's a whole new state yeah. it's right. a whole new demographic and so we're just going to have a leap of faith yeah that it's gonna work out yeah I can imagine you know? starting pretty much from not square one but back at that beginning stage the only probably yeah. a different change um, just because you said the demographics is different the, everything's different uh, but except that you you know your skill level and what you're offering is legit and people are gonna need it and you just have to be yeah. a marketer and put yourself out there yeah okay so you mentioned um, a little bit ago too you mentioned that like it was it was kind of difficult to um, get the people here just be or to kind of get around here uh, or here eventually just because um, it was a different practice entirely like you said like the way you went about right. your practice is entirely different than it um, and I know yes. we kind of touched about it a little earlier today, um, but did, was that was it easier in California than it was here to do the practice? Being like California's a little more strict. No, it's actually um, you know because I am a cash pay practice and I don't contract with insurances directly. It's similar. The similar mindset is everybody wants to use their insurance first, right? right? And I don't blame them. I like to use my insurance yeah, of too. <laughs> the problem with that is that a lot of the top providers these days are leaving the insurance model because it's failing them right. in that how much they have to, how many patients they have to see, the workload yeah. is, there's too much pressure yeah. for them to focus on the clinical care. Yeah. So um, doctors are going into concierge practices more, right? right? So it's convincing the patient what makes you unique as a right. practitioner. And for me, it's doing all my own 
one-to-one -one time right. and, and uh, hands-on skills. Normal physical therapy, you will ride a bike for 10 minutes, right. you will be on heat or an electrical stim, yeah. or there's a lot of like sometimes time-filling strategies because you got two people at the same time, right. you can't work on both of them, so you have someone mm -hmm. doing exercise and someone right. doing this. And they I help, right? They, they help. But no, it's not exactly. They, I mean, I worked that way for about 15 years. Yeah. Um, I absolutely doing your, your very best. They yeah. do help and okay. it does work, but you miss a lot. It's okay. not as efficient, right? Okay. So I treat patients now who have failed other therapists, other therapies, and have gone for 28 visits elsewhere yeah. and yeah, with, no, with no uh, improvement. So mm -hmm. I don't see patients for that long because my... My focus is so um, specific onto their problem. I don't right. have, like, I don't waste time. And if someone's not getting better, I'm not going to continue seeing them. Right. I'm thinking about what else they need. Right. Do they need this? Do yeah. they need pain management first? Do they need um, acupuncture? Do they need uh, stress level reductions, like right. some psychotherapy? Because there's absolutely a mind-body connection. And when you're stressing and depressed your body whole your whole body tightens up yeah so so there's a lot of different factors that if i'm not helping you someone else is helping me and it's my job to find the right pathway to wellness i call right. it okay because it might not be me. I can't help everyone, and right. it took me years to figure that out. Yeah. I help a lot of people. Did you want to? I help a lot <laughs> of people, yes. Yeah. And, uh, and I added um, the, the whole uh, pelvic floor into my practice. Yeah. I don't know if you were going to ask me about that yeah. later. Yeah. And just because I wanted to make sure I'm treating the whole body and not missing the underlying problems. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So before we get to that part, um, it sounds like you do a more of a holistic approach to things. Um, not that you don't believe right. in medication, but that's not your first go-to. Whereas no, if like healthcare and you could see, especially with COVID opened up a lot of people's eyes to let's realize they were pushing pharmaceuticals to people yes, heavily, heavily. Um, which is yeah. why I feel like, and I don't know about you, but I see a lot of doctors and psychiatrists and you name mm -hmm. it kind of started to do their own private practices for that reason. Um, what's like your take on that? Yeah, no, the holistic approach should always be uh, first. Now I'm not anti-medication, yeah, yeah, right? Uh, there's a time and place for cortisone shots, for even surgeries, for a lot of things, right? My, from my experience, for me to get a surgery, I would have to like crawl on the ground and have kitchen sink <laughs> thrown at me right. first. Because right. once you perform a surgery, you can't undo that, right? right. You can always decide to do it. But um, there's so many techniques um, in the wellness world that you can you can focus on first yeah they do require some energy and some time right. and sometimes some money to figure mm -hmm. out you know your nutrition your stress management your mm -hmm. physical and yeah. anatomical situation right. right that's where i come in but right. i talk to people about stress management and nutrition because yeah, if you're if your body is all inflamed from what yeah. you're putting in some irritant that your body's not agreeing with so i partner up with some nutritionists and i we, nice. we refer back and forth so uh, my dream is someday to have a wellness center with a whole building with nice. all these clinicians in one place because yeah. you got to treat the whole body exercise nutrition is really important stress management yeah. really important so um in that way no i'm not anti anything yeah. <laughs> but i encourage everybody to really um approach it holistically first and if yeah. you need that extra help then you you right you go to the western medicine meets eastern medicine you got to use right. all your tools yeah so yeah. 
Okay. Uh, the yeah. most important thing is yeah. don't ignore your symptoms. Yeah. Do something. Okay. What do you suggest to people <laughs> yes. that are kind of that stuck? Because a lot of people, especially nowadays, that everyone's waking up, if you want to call it that, it's like everyone gets torn up between, I want to listen to what the doctors say, but they're mm -hmm. prescribing me more drugs, which realistically is causing all these lists of other symptoms. But realistically, there are natural ways. Like, how do you kind of mm -hmm. open someone's eyes, if you want to call it that? Because that is pretty difficult, especially in the older generation. Like, they've been just... Like right. with modern science and modern technology, it's easier and you kind of, you kind of know the better route. Right. Where other people, like they were just kind of grown up in that whole like, well, it's medication or this. Like it's hard to get them on board right. with more natural ways. Well, um, at least I think so. At least I've seen that in people. You know, it's almost like that saying you can't help those who can't help themselves. Right. So a person right. should want to change something about themselves. Right. right. And I don't prescribe medication right. in physical therapy. So I, I just uh, basically talk to them about trying to get them on the bandwagon of right. taking care of their bodies right. and that in turn will hopefully get them to think oh you know i'm feeling better so yeah. maybe i don't need xyz that i'm taking this stuff for okay. right so um we don't start there like for example i don't tell people even who have bladder issues yeah. like i know coffee is an irritant but i don't tell people to stop drinking coffee really, because is. It is. Coffee, um, I, know <laughs> I know. Well, it is. It's an irritant for people who are already having issues with, okay. you know, some incontinence or something like that, for example. But I don't tell people, no, you can't have your coffee because I wouldn't have anybody coming. Right. <laughs> so, but we negotiate. Well, you know what? Your water intake now has to be higher to, to dilute the irritant that's in your bladder okay. that's causing that extra uric acid to irritate the okay. bladder. So, um, I'm trying to put in good habits instead right. of just saying, get rid of the bad ones. Yeah. I'm trying to kind of like, yeah. replace them right because you have to know how the human mind works yeah. and a lot of people if you tell them don't do something they don't want to hear it yeah. they're not going to come yeah. to you <laughs> right exactly right? exactly so so that's where the psychology piece comes in and a lot yeah. of people are very negative about their situations right i've been yeah. in this chronic pain for five years and right. I, i'm this is the way i'm going to be my whole life so once you already declare that to the universe, this is what right. you're getting, more disability, more pain, right? So it's how do we change that mindset where okay. you're in control of your situation, there is a path of figuring out how to, right. you just haven't found it yet, right. right? And you have to want to as well. And you have to want to, and, and there's yeah. like no choice. You have, you're gonna get right. better, and that's it. Like right. we're not gonna focus on for the rest of my life and pain right. and all this stuff. So the mentality of it becomes like huge, I have yeah. people watch that movie, you know, there's a documentary on Netflix called The Secret yep. and it's all yeah. about the law of attraction yep. and changing your mindset because naturally people tend to be negative and yep. they hope something bad isn't happening. Yeah. So I hope I'm not late for work or I hope I'm not getting sick. Yeah. I hope I'm not this and that, right? Yep. They hope the bad thing doesn't happen instead of saying this good thing, I am well and yep. I'm going to be this. Yep. And, and so the positive language, yeah. that's where gratitude journals come yep. in where you're really talking about the positive stuff in your life and getting yeah. rid of, well, why didn't the doctor ever tell me to do this before? Like, we don't focus on the past. Right. You found me now, we're gonna yeah. do this. We're gonna, and, going. you know, we're gonna keep going, exactly. Yeah. Can't undo it. Right, right, so. right. Yeah, the, that affirmation thing is, it is a big key because I learned too, what if somebody said to me, they're like, we, we, only, we focus on what we think all the time. So oh, if, yeah. you know, if, we, well, if I don't wanna do that and I, I don't wanna do the negative things, well, that's on our mind. Right. So we're going to do the negative things or anything that you're struggling with because it's on your mind. But if you're like, you know what, I'm going to do positive things or I'm going to do this or focus on the good, then it's right. going to come. They're like, but a lot of people, they just can't switch because it's kind of daunting or it's just like, it's easy to be negative. It's easy to sit down and be like, 
today sucks yeah. or this sucks or whatever the case is. It's hard to make that change. It and is. Like you said, especially with like therapy and whatnot. It's an exercise. So it is. It's a, and it's a long-term <laughs> thing, especially with therapy. It's, it's a long-term. And some people right. don't want to change for long-term. They want short... Quick sh- fix. Yeah. 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 And they don't want to do the work. And that's a lot of people. Like you said, you have to want to change and you have to want the journey too. The journey, yeah. Yeah. And long-term change <laughs> is the key and that requires a little bit more effort. So right. the medicine's taking away yep. that symptom. It's yeah. not solving the problem necessarily. Now, right. some people can't get around some, there are certain conditions right. you have to be a medicine, you know? Right. So, but even if you're a medicine, what can you do uh, for wellness to improve your well-being, right? right? You can still have those good habits added in yeah. so that you're not like, well, I'm stuck with this medicine because right. there's some conditions you need it yep. for, so I've failed at life, you know? Right. A lot of <laughs> right. people, put a lot of pressure on themselves too. Yeah. Women with breastfeeding, yeah. um, huge amount of pressures yeah. about that. And well, uh, just a lot not of- being able to sometimes? Sometimes or? you, the, yeah, sometimes you can't. Yeah. Sometimes you can't for as long as you want. So, right. you know, there's different circumstances in life where, um, and they're putting so, so much guilt on themselves that yeah. they weren't able to provide for the baby. Right. And uh, Well, moms in general have a lot of guilt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of guilt about everything. Uh, there's Facebook groups that talk about this every single day. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> we, no, we understand. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay. So, because um, I had um, knee surgery because I played football, dislocated my knee. Okay. Um, I only had surgery on my knee and then I dislocated my shoulder. So okay. I've dislocated and like sprained like almost every bone. So yeah. I've, I've experienced some injuries. Most athletes have. Yeah. Yeah. And I just have brittle bones. Like my mom always says I have my dad's bones because my okay. dad's like just broken bones. Like mom's like, you get that from your dad. So she's always said, um, but how do you know if it's a, like you said, bad surgeries, like how do you know if it's a bad surgery and can you fix a bad surgery or if it's a therapy thing? Cause sometimes I have pain and I went to those insurance model things mm-hmm. where I was on a bike for the first 20, 30 minutes. Right. And then I got done and then I kind of left and I still kind of have pain. And I was like, is the surgery, it has to be, and I was like, right. it has to be the surgery then. Cause I went to therapy, I graduated. Like yes. it has to be surgery now. So, um, so I see a lot of patients who have failed other physical therapy, right? Okay. And my first question to them, or in my mind actually is, did you fail the therapy or did the therapy fail you, yeah. right? So did, were you, <laughs> exactly, there's accountability. I yeah. have had patients after knee surgery go skiing too soon. Yeah. Well, they're flaring things up. Well, the yeah. powder was good, I know, but you know, yeah, you have right. to, there's certain investment <laughs> strategies here that you have to protect yeah. the surgery, right? So did you in your life do something to flare that up? Right. Or did the physical therapist not provide you the right uh, balance of the things you had to do at home? Or if they did, did you do those things, right? So, um, or was the surgery, no, so there are bad outcomes with surgeries. That just happens. They Can make you tell it, when you're working on a patient uh, like Not that? always, okay. you can't always tell unless you work with them a certain amount of time and I'm expecting something to be better by now and it's okay. just not, and sometimes you have to refer back for an MRI to see like okay. what happened, you know, because not everything, when you put sutures, when you have yeah. pins in there, not everything stays in place, you know? Right. There's a certain percentage of surgeries and every surgeon, no one's perfect. Yeah, right. and even the best surgeons have some right. things happen. They make you sign all the waivers, acknowledging that right. fact. <laughs> so like, you don't go back, yeah. Exactly, so, um, yeah. so in rare instances, you have to do another surgery or something like that. But in all instances, surgery, uh, produces a certain amount of scar tissue. Right. And so what I, how I do in my practice is I do a lot of hands-on releasing okay. of, 
of muscles, breaking down scar tissue, making sure your range of motion is back to normal. Okay. A lot of times people don't have full range of motion back from surgery. You're going to yeah. always have some issue. If right. you're not bending your knee all the way or straightening all yeah. the way, something will happen to flare that up. You know, okay. so the range of motion, I'm like a stickler to that. Yeah. Um, you gotta, and so if something's preventing me from getting that range of motion back, right. it might be some surgical issue or okay. it might be you need to do some more stuff. Okay. So um, just, just like I'm a movement specialist. I see how everything's moving. If yeah. it's not moving right, I'm thinking what's tight, what's weak to yeah. get it moving better, you know? Okay. So, um, so it's hard. So there's many layers. Of course. Yeah. yeah. You have to evaluate someone and, and then see, and that's some of it is trial and error. It's not right. a precise science. What works for someone is not working for someone else. And that's why I love right. it. Cause it's a problem yeah. solving thing. Right. Um, for me, it's like a puzzle that Actually, I have like to figure puzzle, it out. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. I remember when I, uh, after my surgery, cause I had this in like February, 2020. So around the same okay. time, like what, three years ago, three, almost four years ago, something like 2020. that. 2020. So then. Beginning of 2020, just So turned. then COVID hit. And then and COVID And you probably hit. didn't get a lot of therapy. Uh, it's actually, I'm glad you brought that up. No. So, <laughs> yeah. So I had the surgery like February 15th, I think in 2020. Mm -hmm. um, I did go to a therapist, um, a physical therapy place. Um, I'm not going to name them. And I uh, had therapy and it was working. Um, mm -hmm. At least I thought it was like I gained strength back, but the pain was still there, which that okay. was a weird part. So I was okay. like, I saw things that were working. I was like, okay, I'm stronger now. Yeah. I could walk better. Mm -hmm. The pain was still there. Like sitting gotcha. just like this in like a car or anywhere for like probably more than 15 minutes at the time. Yeah. Really bad pain. So I'd have okay. to stand up and then a lot, a lot of popping, which I was like, I probably could be lactic acid. Um, and then we did that for probably about two, three months and then COVID it. And then it was like, mm -hmm. all right, well, we got to kind of closed down, but they weren't a big fan of closing down. So they were okay. like, can you come in and wear a mask? And I was like, I can, but that was also challenges too. Cause it was like running exercises. Cause at right. the time right. we were like, we're like jog here. And I'm like, well, this in a mask, I yeah. can't breathe. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. So that wasn't fun. And then, um, I, uh, we went back full time, had to wear a mask. And then I just kind of, like I said, graduated. And mm -hmm. I remember I did all like this lateral movements, mm -hmm. which that was the sketchiest thing for me. Cause I remember when I dislocated my knee, I went to cut in and mm. kneecap rolled on the outside. Yeah. So it was a lateral movement that I yeah. did, yeah. which is what caused it. And um, I noticed that we did really good. I kind of stopped doing leg workouts, like physical therapy workouts, and then okay. went to the gym. Okay. Probably months after, because I was super impatient. Because I yeah. went from working out every day with football right. to don't move, barely right. walk, do something. And once right. he was like, you graduated, you're good to go, just be careful. Yeah. I was like, oh, green light for me, I'm, I'm going. Got it. And um, yet again, strength is there, pain was but there still. a lot. And okay. now I noticed it's kind of like opposite. Strength isn't there, but pain's gone. Okay. Um, and my strength like went down because I kind of stopped training. Okay. I, I took a little hiatus off that the gym. Happens. Yeah. And strength is like I said, strength's like gone. Can't do it anymore. I'm very weak. Um, but my pain is like. So it's shit. possible you are overdoing something to cause the pain to, you know, okay. so there, there's a balance of letting the body heal. Yeah. So athletes have this mentality going into it, no pain, no gain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so in times. rehab, we actually respect pain. Like okay. if it hurts, you don't do it, okay. right? So with my athletic patients, it's this re-education. Yeah. Like it's an investment again right now. Yeah, you might miss the game, the season, whatever. Yeah. 
we got to get a good because otherwise right. you're going to be on this roller coaster yeah. better worse better worse yeah. and you'll flare it up and so it's a i have a systematic progression to exercise okay. you know you don't skip steps just because you are an athlete the right. body healing <laughs> right, yeah. the healing process <laughs> is the healing process i mean i right. think david beckham was out with his achilles for 10 months no yeah. amount of money was going to like right. speed that up you right. know right, right. so you have to kind of get that mentality that you're there to rehab not athletic treatment train right. until it's really stable right yeah so um so sometimes you know my patients have their little stability program for yeah. the knee and then okay you want to do crossfit again we're well, gonna yeah. gradually get back into that but you're still doing your stability thing you don't yeah. quit that and yeah. then add that in you yeah. know so you just have to be careful it's it's a fine line yeah you know? and that's the hard it was all psychology based too because it is it's hard so to switch psychology because and I, yeah. I i went from being like okay i have someone here coaching me about it Yes. As soon as I'm done, like what I know is this. Mm -hmm. So I kind of mm -hmm. stopped and like, I, and I will admit too, it's like my warm-ups weren't the same. Where like I was told, I don't know if you agree with this or if you even do this, but they were like dynamic warm-up. Mm -hmm. Like don't instantly stretch. Yeah. Like that's just not, and they were having to do like, like high, re, high knees or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and, there's a balance of things you can do. Sometimes yeah. I have people do a roller to yeah. warm up their muscles versus stretch. You know, it depends yeah. on what, what's tight and what's, what's needed, you know? Yeah. Okay. Get so, like a very individual approach. Okay. So I had a question because I go to the gym all the time now. Um, and I always see the difference with the foam rolls. What's the difference between the, like the knotted ones and the flat ones? I go for the flat ones because it hurts. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? The knotted like, I've always one, yeah. wanted to ask that. I don't know the difference. <laughs> well, like I have a foam roller in here. Yeah. But if you put the, the knobs on it, it'll target trigger points okay. worse. So usually like, you know, the IT band is. Yep. You know, most people with knee injuries, it's an IT band yeah. issue. Yeah, I have a lot of pain um, when I roll yep. yeah. And so uh, you probably don't even need those ridges and, okay. and, and knobs and stuff because you'll probably get enough into the fascia. So it's, okay. it just makes it more aggressive. Okay. Um, and makes it more pointed versus like a uniform rolling okay. the whole thing and all the same. Okay. Um, but there is no like those like, massage guns. You yep. know, you can target one area at a time. Okay. You know, versus okay. rolling the whole fascia out. Okay. Do which one do you like more? Because I have I have both. It's. It just doesn't it's, really there's no liking it more it's okay. like some people <laughs> okay. have this one spot and other people have a bigger area or do it as a warm-up then i like the flat ones you know it's just everything has a time and place and for different issues okay right? what do you feel about on like nerves because i when i touch here i can feel it here i have nerve damage so can you heal nerves uh or is it is so, like a nerve yeah. thing where it's like once it's injured you don't have much no nerves regenerate you know our bodies okay. heal pretty well um so there's a lot of uh nerve issues that I treat. Okay. I treat people who have impingement, which means something is pinching on their nerve, right? It okay. could be in the shoulder. As you write, you know, you feel numbness yep. and tingling in your hand. Yeah. Sometimes it could be what's called sciatica. A lot of people um, have back issues or hip issues, mm -hmm. and then they get referred pain. So referred pain we have all over our body. You know, when okay. you have a heart attack, people feel it in their, in their arm. Yep. That kind of thing happens in many places. Okay. So that's another reason why you can't just treat the source of, like, the, where it hurts by itself. Sometimes okay. what that's a referred area from somewhere else. So... Even backs refer to knees, even, right. you know, pelvic okay. floor, you know, inner thigh, posture has a lot to do with yeah. it. There's certain things that influence other muscles. You see this in cadaver labs. Yeah. When you're dissecting right. a cadaver, you can move a part here, something else moving there. It's yeah. all connected with this fascia. Okay. So um, to answer your questions, yeah, you can definitely treat nerves because the muscle might be pinching on it. Right. Tightness okay. somewhere, right? Nerves regenerate. 
but sometimes um, they do it very slowly, like two millimeters a month, you know? Okay. So if you have uh, damage to somewhere, you have to see what the distance is and okay. how long it might take. Okay. Sometimes it won't regenerate. <laughs> but okay, I was a lot about to ask, because it's been like four years and it's still chilling. Four years, but you know, like <laughs> I, I haven't looked at your knee and yeah. I don't know, I can't tell you what, uh, I probably will find some trigger points in there yeah. to release and see. Yeah, because it's not like it? all yeah. up in there. Because I had like, I think 50 staples total. Oh wow! And I still have a yeah. wire right there, so it's 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 a little bit, bit of an extreme surgery. Right. Um, but yeah, I always had questions about that because I was just like, I'll be sitting there, some or someone bump, and I'm like, I don't feel it. And they yeah, uh, broke my it. bone too, which you should be able to see uh, the difference. Yeah. They said they broke part of my shin to raise it up to help this not go out. How old were you? Um, oh, that's so now you're. I was tw I'm 21 now. I just okay. turned. So I think I was I, 17. Yeah, so, uh, so it also plays a role for, for kids and teenagers is your growth plate. So are you done growing or not? Right. You know, because sometimes when you have an injury across the growth plate, yeah. it'll close prematurely or, okay. you know, causing a leg length discrepancy. And then that okay. influences how you're walking. And, you know, so there's like yeah. many different, you, know, you might have been okay. done growing by then. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but, you right. know. For males, sometimes that's like it's later. It's later. Okay. So, um, okay. is that why a lot of older people, um, their bones, like I just, I know a lot of people, like especially if they break their bones and they're a lot older, that they struggle with um, healing. It takes them a lot longer. Well, heal. everything is, yeah, goes downhill <laughs> as you age. But yeah, I mean, obviously, but. <laughs> but um, so when you're older, you know, everything heals slower and it's more important to do exercise programs right. even to keep your bone density because people lose their actual bone density like your, really? your mom's okay. joking with you that your bones are brittle already yeah. which is not normal for someone <laughs> your age so unless you have this underlying condition no, <laughs> but um but as you age if you don't do weight bearing exercises yeah. um, you lose bone density and you're more likely to fracture bones now it's not the bone fracture that kills people when they break their hips at the older okay. age it's actually the inactivity so after an injury, you're lying in bed more, you lose right. muscle, like yeah. you, you, you lose your vitality very quickly. Okay. And they did a study with bodybuilders and yeah. they had them stop all exercise. Just guys, no more lifting, yeah. right? So after three weeks, they noticed up to 50% decreases in muscle mass. I mean, it was like wow. so fast. That whole, That's you don't really use fast. it, you lose it. Right. It's crazy. So then they mm -hmm. put them back on their programs and then they started measuring and it was six to eight weeks to even start to notice differences in muscle really? mass. So we lose so it's it fast. It's harder to put on. Yeah. Well, way harder to put on. It's one of those very unfair uh, yeah, right. <laughs> things. <laughs> like why broccoli is good for us and yeah. like chocolate, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. I want ice cream without right. gaining weight. Right. Like, what's that all about? <laughs> right. um, Should be the other way. But. So exactly. So so it's a lot of effort to stay healthy, okay. and you have to have the mentality that there's no option you have to stay as healthy as possible and be as active as you can okay. so that when you are older you can still do the things you love to do okay. and not deal with pain those whole golden years I yeah. everyone always complains I thought these were my golden right. years well yes we have <laughs> we need a lot you know because yeah. you didn't take care of things along the way now right. you're having to deal with your health and right. because you were stressed I have, I have I had a patient actually the other day um, his job was doing a lot of like Wall Street investments, really okay. high stress, right? Yeah. Now he's saying, I spent my wealth. No, I spent my health getting my wealth and now I'm spending my wealth trying to get my health back. Wow. Yeah. Because of yeah. all the stress and all yeah. the, you know, bad habits, 
in that high stress job, yeah. never putting yourself first, right? Yeah. And now you're saying, okay, these are my golden years. I finally have time to enjoy things, right. but you're in pain from yeah. all the posture problems and all the stress that you've like had for years. Yeah. So you gotta yeah, invest in your health. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Even with the stress part, that's interesting how yeah. that can affect Oh, huge. I send people meditation videos to do because sometimes you can't even get to the physical therapy because your brain's holding everything tight. So, so to breathing techniques, uh, a lot of postural work. Hmm? You do Wim Hof breathing method? Have you heard of that? The Duhof? The Wim Hof. Wim Hof, no. I think it's like you hold, you breathe in for five seconds, you hold for five seconds. You know, okay, I don't seconds. know the name, but it's similar to what yeah, I okay. do. Yeah, okay, I was like, yeah. I think it's the Wim Hof. I literally sent that to somebody I today was, because they were like, I have a public speaking class. And I was like, I'm not doing my first podcast. So I was like, we're kind of <laughs> in the same boat. I was like, right. but I'm doing the Wim Hof method, so do that. Exactly. And they were like, yeah. that actually helped. And I'm like, yeah, it just slows your brain down. What it is is a diaphragmatic breathing. You're actually okay. expanding your diaphragm and not being a chest breather. So yeah. if we go in through the nose, hold and then out through the mouth, okay. right? And it has to be pursed lips, out through, like blowing out a candle. Okay. So you're inhaling, smelling a rose, blowing out a candle. That's how I okay. teach people. It's kind of similar to Lamaze classes yep. for childbirth and stuff like that. Okay. And what that does is actually activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which calms okay. things down, you yeah. know? So, okay. and the muscles need oxygen, yeah. your brain needs oxygen, right. so it's getting more oxygen into the system. Yeah. And, uh, okay. you know, calming everything down yeah. so you don't, Hyper uh, ventilate and yeah all yeah that oxygen kind of and breathing has a big thing Huge. to do with everything and I didn't obviously you know you hear it and you're people like, breathe wrong I'm like yeah, what I do you mean <laughs> yeah I was like I I don't sleep yeah. well at all I'm always up throughout the night and I'm like all right well I know it's, it could be diet could be all mm-hmm. the stuff in the junk I'm eating could be that could be like water but I realized that sometimes I would wake up in like breath like I just was holding my breath yeah and I was like. That's weird. That's probably one of the reasons why. And I realized that it's one of the major signs of sleep apnea. Never mm-hmm. been tested, but I realized that I also have a deviated septum. Okay. Um, and I don't know if those correlate with each other and if that's the reason why or if it's, I don't know because it's like, if I have sleep apnea and deviated septum, I just got the double whammy. Like right. That, that, that both sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I know that um, as I've been doing more research with breathing, that one, breathing exercises are really hard for me to breathe through my nose. Like mm-hmm. I have to take a deep breath. Okay. It takes way too long. Right. Like it's, it's so uncomfortable. And I was always thought that was normal. People are like, right. you can't breathe through your nose. I'm like, no, it's weird. Yeah. It's hard. Or like if I'm reading a book, like I mouth it. I okay. cannot close Just my mouth like because breathe. I can't breathe. Okay. So I have to, it's, and I didn't know that, but as I was studying like breath and like reading things on oh. like breathing, I realized that. You should go see an ENT. Okay. Yeah. I'll go. <laughs> you know people, so just recommend me. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize how big it was and like how like important and how it just messes up everything if you cannot breathe right. Oh yeah. So that was a big kind of like a wake up sign to me. I haven't done anything about it yet. But right. I will, but it's time. one of those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. We'll do it a, soon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They said that's correlated with Alzheimer's too. They said it's a lot possible. of the. Yeah. I heard, I think Gary Brecka, he said it's, um, uh, there's a, there's a book I have called the, when the body says no, and the doctor in the, the book is actually correlating, um, stress with okay. all disease processes, including Alzheimer's and cancer yeah. and how your immune system works and how yeah. you are like the hormones and all of it yeah. on a physiological level. Really? It's just like your body says no because yeah. of the stress we put on our, yeah. <laughs> on our systems. Yeah. yeah. The body seems so complicated, but yeah. Yeah, again, it's one of those things. Interesting. Yeah, it is definitely. You worked on cars before. It's kind of similar. You're trying to diagnose a problem. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, you go for an oil change, and they tell you a ton of other things are wrong. Right. It's the same thing here. You think you have a knee problem, and I'm telling you about your like neck and your foot. Yeah. Yeah. Like (laughs) that whole thing. It's all connected. Yeah. 
So have you noticed the difference? Cause you said like wall street and stress. Do you notice, I'm sure you've had patients like this, but the difference between like uh, blue collar, like construction worker, cause they're physically mm-hmm. like my family's like just always been that, like that's just the career. And like, they are like their physical pain is way, it's, it's a lot. Like mm-hmm. they're broken at an early age. Do you notice, is there a big difference between like someone in an office job and in terms of that? Different issues. Um, okay. Yeah, there's, you know, there's probably like more acute injuries in, in blue collar workers, yeah. right? So UPS workers, they have to lift like 500 pounds. Right. They don't even have labor laws to limit some of the stuff right, sometimes yeah. or they yeah. don't follow them. Um, so my office people, the especially during COVID, everyone started like their own home shift, home yeah. offices and yep. sitting in chairs like this in front yeah. of a computer, right? And yeah. so it's, a lot of it is postural okay. versus, um, and posture, I mean, you think posture could kill you because it could, you, you can have a neck problem, you, you really? can pinch a nerve and you, I had a, Really? Ladies, like, I had a deadline. I sat for six hours. I couldn't lift my arm after. It's like, why your arm? You weren't even using your arm. Well, really? it was a pinched nerve, right? In your neck. You have to use, like, all these methods to unpinch it. Uh, but my the, the workers with the heavy lifting and repetitive strain more, it's... It's more the biomechanics of how they're moving okay. and that and using... Uh, overusing certain muscles and underusing others, right? So we know your abdominals okay. support the spine, yeah. right? But no one knows how to strengthen those. Everyone's doing sit-ups, for right. example, right? Well, that sit-up, that rectus femoris muscle, okay. abdominals, um, they, it doesn't really connect with the spine. What okay. really connects with the spine are the lower abdominals. No one works them because you can't see it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. right. So, um, yeah. So basically, I teach people how to stabilize their backs. Okay. And so you're not using them for your day-to-day job as much. You put your back on vacation right. and you learn how to use your legs and your abs right. and, and really move better. Yeah. And that translates into how you clean your house, how you brush right. your teeth. You're not just going to, you know, lean over the whole time. You want right. neutral spine. The yeah. whole new, the curves in your back have to be a certain way. Okay. When you're undoing them, and especially with the twisting job and yeah. lifting things, you're really having that overuse over time okay. until one day, a lot of people say, my back went out. Well, that was just the last straw. It okay. was going out. It's just that, that finally you yeah. did something. It could be as okay. benign as making your bed. I had a patient right. do this with a blanket. Really? And that was the last straw, you know? Okay. So something will happen as the last straw, but what led up to it is it's this not... chronic overuse of okay. your muscles that should have been support, okay. and they became the biggest mover, and they were not meant for that. Really? So sooner or later, there will be a point where you'll pay for it. Right, yeah. (laughs) Right? So that's why there should be more job training opportunities. Physical therapists should come to all these like construction sites and everything else and and teach people how to move so that there's less injury and less workman's comp cases that I used to work with a lot. Interesting. So a lot of it is overuse because we don't know how to use our bodies properly. Okay. See, okay. The body takes the path of least resistance, right? So like it'll still move, but right. it'll do what's easiest. And what's easiest is not what's the best. Yeah, in majority <laughs> so, of all cases. <laughs> in all cases, it's easy to just sit like yeah. this, right? But you're undoing those natural curves in your spine. Okay. So um, you need to learn how to maintain those, right? And use your core, okay. your legs, have the right flexibility and the right strength in the, in the certain points. 
So do you notice, so when I, um, I know sometimes like after, especially like detailing or whatever I do, um, like when I'm hunched over or something like that, mm-hmm. like when I get home and I just lay on my bed, sometimes I just like completely flat, um, there's like a pain in my back. Um, mm-hmm. Almost as if it's like, my spine's not used to that. It's very weird. It's like in a, like the middle of my back. Um, and it's almost like I just kind of, I have to like get up and I have to mm-hmm. slowly, gradually flatten right. my back. Um, right. And I don't know if that's because like my shoulders are hunched over because I'll catch it. I'm like, like you stretch, like right. you know, everything cracks. You're like, but it's so unnatural for me to stand like that. Right. Is there a way that you, you can have to train get it? it? So you can yeah, train it. You okay. can. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I'll just walk like this sometimes, and I'm like, all right, I know I'm overdoing it, but it's probably better than like. Well, you're young and healthy. If we can't train you, <laughs> right. then forget it. You know, hope, like, right. but if you let it go in your 40s, right. you really have some major issues because it's already like your body's whispering at you, right? And yeah. my the motto is, if you listen to your body when it whispers, you won't have to hear it screaming. Okay. So if you're already getting that, like, oh, once in a while I get pain, but it's not a big deal because it goes away, right? Most of it will go okay. away until one day it's just going to get worse and worse. So and don't ignore away. anything, really. Yeah, don't ignore your pain. It's usually your, it's telling you something, you know? And so if you learn a program now that you can use going forward, you will have much less chance of getting into back problems because 80% of the population has back problems. So we're doing something wrong, right? Right? So um, whether it's stress, posture, diet, like all of it together, um, just our lifestyles, Mm -hmm. sitting too much, too many phones, you know, not walking enough, all the things, right? So, but it goes back to that curve. There's something going on where it doesn't like to be in that neutral position because something is preventing it. It could be hip flexors. Those are the muscles in the front. They get tight when you're sitting a lot, right? So it just depends what's going on in your life. Like I always, people ask me for advice all the time and I, it's hard for me to give it until I do the evaluation. So I got to test some stuff out. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard for me to just, I don't just give a cookie cutter exercise. Yeah, they're different. Yeah. I mean, I could give you a couple exercises and they might help with something, but I don't know if it's specific to your um, situation. Okay. What do you say for like, um, because I know some, I think it's a lot of people that overthink it too but like what do you recommend to people that like don't know if it's worthy enough pain to go in because i know like especially that's me sometimes like they're like this knee like popped during like doing leg extensions today but it was a painful pop it just felt like the bones were catching oh yeah it's not an injured knee it's very weird but i was like it doesn't hurt so i don't care yeah no that's how um, do you know like that's a really good question because it's like probably so different for everybody right yeah so for example for my dad to go see somebody he has to be like on his deathbed right (laughs) it's a a personality thing you know not believing in the doctors and all of that thing um he's a tough russian guy though yeah so um he he just cold plunges in (laughs) yeah and um so i would say it depends on when something is defined as a problem, right? <laughs> it's um, when it influences your everyday life, right? So if you're okay. not able to do something that you normally would without pain, yeah. and you've already tried, you know, sometimes you can say, okay, I'm going to just like stretch this and do what I know. And you've tried that and it's just not helping. Why not get an evaluation, right? right, right. You can just go in one time and just say, hey, like, what do you think's going on? Right. Usually when people come to me, um, and in private practice, that's the other great thing. I don't need a referral from the doctor. You can decide to come in even when you're not injured. I love seeing people for wellness because uh, one person wanted to go to stretch lab and they weren't sure. So they decided, well, I want to check with a physical therapist to see what I'm supposed to be doing before starting an exercise program. So injury prevention is huge because 
if you can do that, it's kind of a pay now or pay later situation. If you can prevent an injury, you've saved a lot of money and time right, and true. aggravation, mental, physical. Um, so if you're not sure about something, if something's not tracking right, like what you're talking about could be like your patella is not tracking. Okay. So the patella, right, it goes in this groove. Mine cracks too, but I'm yeah. getting older. <laughs> um, it could be because your IT band's pulling it out of alignment or okay. something else. There's an imbalance. There's uh, inner thigh muscles are stronger than your okay. outer hip muscle. And so when you step on it, it just doesn't track right. You can correct that, you know, okay. with stretching exercise and, and some manual, you know, mobilizations. Okay. So if you want to put energy and time and money yeah. into it, you figure it out and move on, you know. Yeah, so, so yeah. but that's a... Some people say, oh, I've already been dealing with this for three years. Yeah. Now I'm ready. So everyone's ready to pursue something at a right. different time. Yeah. Kind of like what we said earlier, just they're ready to change when they're ready to change. It, exactly. At the end of the day, it's which psychology, it could be right? Yeah. My only advice is if you are seeking care and it's not helping you, change yeah. something. You right. know, so they can't just treat you the same way expecting a different result. Right. That's what I see when people come to me and they said, right. Well, we just kept doing it and kept doing it and nothing was getting better. They right. had to change something they're doing or refer you somewhere else. Right. Like, because otherwise you're, you're just wasting time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you waste all the time. And even you. if you're using your insurance, those co-pays add up. Yeah, yeah, you know? they, yeah they still don't cover 100%. No, they don't cover. They, <laughs> they never don't. cover 100%. Yeah. So, um, so just change what you're doing. Um, know that you will get better, but you just have to find that right, the right way to do it. Okay. Even, like I said, even with a lot of pain, too. Because I know a lot of people are like, well, I'm too much in pain. Well, it's like, it's not worth too, it. Yeah, like, too in pain to get help. I know. Yeah, and I, I you're like, that. My, or my knee hurts, my back hurts, so I can't do the squats. And you're like... You should I'm not even a physical to, therapist, yeah. but I'm just like, I mean, that doesn't make sense, but. Yeah, I mean, you can ignore your problems for a while, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah. a lot of people are, are good at that, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's funny because people say, you're so lucky you're a physical therapist because you must do all the things, you know, I'm a, also human and I sometimes <laughs> don't do what I need to do. I yeah. know what to do. Right. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, it's like yeah. that mentality. That's why I pay for exercise classes. I right. go to a local bar class. I yep. do an ISI gym because okay. I know that when I'm signed up, I'm more likely to go. Yeah. Right. Some people love their home gyms and they are so right. motivated doing that, but you got to just find what's good for you. What motivates yeah. you to, to get healthy yeah and something's better than nothing i think that's the thing it's like people want to go all Five in or all minutes. out yeah. yeah even anything and, yep. pe and i give exercises for home and people tell me they don't have time all the time right and yeah. i tend to make it so that you incorporate it into your everyday life because there's a okay, lot of I like that yeah there's a lot of things you can do like in your car so i, I ask okay. them do you drive do you ever stop at a red light you know and i give them a postural exercise every time you're at a red light you're going to open up your shoulders do like a neck that. stretch so or you're whatever. like cutting out all the excuses for people I don't have any, yeah, exactly. And, and, and then the other thing is, if you didn't do something you were yeah. supposed to, you're going to let it go. You're right. going to start over. We're not going to like have stress over physical therapy. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Because we're here to do, right. if you didn't, especially I see a lot of moms, uh, a lot of new moms with babies. Yeah. Give yourself a lot of grace. Yeah. You're going to mess up. You're going to forget. You're not going to use your core, all the things, right. you know, it's a learning curve. It's a process. And as long as you're just not ignoring the yeah. things, you know, day to day, it's going to vary, you yeah. know? So okay. you just like, let it go. Okay. Yeah, don't stress <laughs> Start tomorrow. It. A lot of people call me in a panic. I didn't do the exercises. My appointments tomorrow, <laughs> you know, 
No, it's it's all take a deep breath. We'll go yeah. to breathe. Right. <laughs> Five seconds. Yeah, right. you know, the whole thing. Yeah, I know what you're being stressed coming to me. Like, this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to so, lead to more things um, that we don't want to do. It's a process. So I, I do all the muscular things, releasing things, okay. and then you got to use your, your the new body, right? right. <laughs> the new yeah. length of your muscles. I can't do that part for you, but you're trying to kind of incorporate it into your life the best you can. Okay. And people set timers on their computers, for example, yeah. like every yeah. hour, you're going to straighten up, you're going to yeah. do a doorway stretch, you're gonna, you know, mm -hmm. just something like for two minutes, it doesn't have to be long. Uh, yeah, I think I like that. It's a misconception a lot of people have is it's time based. Like they think oh, if you and yeah. I get on myself like this, too, I'm not yeah. gonna act like I'm, I don't do this. But it's like if I don't do something for at least an hour, it's not worth it. And I think the hard part is if you just yeah. do it. like you don't realistically need I mean, there's been studies that are like if you just work out um, with enough intensity, nothing crazy, um, you don't need even heavy weights for like 15 minutes a day. Like yeah. that's enough yeah. right there. Yeah. Day. Five like, minute oh, increments, yeah. anything. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it comes back to like, especially with football, like the ego part of it. Like, right. it's like I have to work out for like two right. hours. Right, it's hour the whole the athlete mentality. Yeah. And I know that's at least my thing, like it's so And that's bad. not just you, <laughs> and the dancers are the same way. Yeah. They push it so hard. They uh, yeah. they don't tell their parents and their, their teachers that they're hurting until someone notices you right. limping around, right. you know? Because they're so yeah. afraid to miss the game, miss the right. part, you know? You have to really invest in, in in uh, your current state, you know? Yeah. Don't sacrifice your body for right. <laughs> other things, but do, athletes do that, you know? Yeah, do you think that's a lot, um, like, that? do you think that's pretty much what, what almost all the athletes in sports do? Because they them. do put your body through a lot, and like, mm -hmm. so with science and, um, p like, just people to kind of, like, unravel everything, like, they prove it, that that's not how you do it. Like, even with football, like, football practice is like two and a half hours, sometimes three hours, mm -hmm. like, is that really necessary in terms of physical contact for three hours a day? Like, and then they're doing MRIs and they're yeah. seeing all the brain damage right. and things like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, again, that, that mentality of like, get me through the season, get me through the yeah. game and I'll deal with my problems later. You pay for them later. And that might be worth it to some people though. You know, right. it gets back to like, what do you want to accomplish? Right. right? So, uh, to me, it doesn't seem worth it. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, so the football, the football is just a rough sport and for right. any sport, especially I see this in high schools and middle schools, even they train hard, mm -hmm. but they don't have enough stability work underneath yeah. to support their sport. Yeah. Like volleyball players, they'll have a clinic where they're serving for right. like hours. They don't do any rotator cuff yeah. work. Same thing with pitchers. I'm seeing younger people get surgeries, yeah. you know, their elbows and their shoulders. Um, right. They're not doing a lot of the um, exercises that we know stabilize that joint until they get injured and then they come to PT and learn the exercises. So I've right. had some ideas of starting programs with, yeah. with you know, in my spare time, which I don't have. There's a lot of room there, business ideas about yeah. um, supporting athletes and yeah. injury prevention realm, you know, not just rehabbing them when they're injured, but let's get them not injured. You know, I'm right. not afraid that people won't get injured. There's plenty of people who still are. Yeah, right. Lots You'll of be... accidents and, <laughs> yeah. and things. So I'd rather um, have people have wellness, right, for as long as possible. So especially athletes. Now, my own kids, do they listen to me? Oh, maybe one of them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but um, it goes back to, like, shoemaker's kids have holes yeah. in their shoes. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but there's definitely room there to learn about how um, to move your body correctly and how overuse mm -hmm. influences the body. Yeah. And so a lot of the stuff is repetitive strain. Yeah.
Okay. And then, yeah. Okay, I like that. So real quick, um, just two little questions. Yeah. I know we've talked a lot about sports. No, that's um, fine. And I have one question that's um, specifically because you're an to talk athlete. About. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. Um, what is so? The first one is what is like the softest sport in terms of like which have you seen where like these athletes have like the least amount of injuries? Like what is like the best sport for least amount of injuries? Okay. You're in terms laugh of like at my answer though. Okay. Because uh, how do you just how do you define sport? Physical activity. Just Physical activity, right? Yeah. So I'm. I'm from Russia, okay. right? They define sport differently there, right? So okay. I used to be a competitive chess player, okay. like, uh, okay. and they and that's really? reported okay. under sports. Um, and it's funny people really? laugh because here it's a board game, right? It's yep. like Monopoly, chess Monopoly, yeah, it's a board right? Game, yeah. There, the chess world is so serious that they report about it on the news under sports, like next really? to soccer, wow. in boxing today, in chess today, this person, this and okay. that, because they define it as like, and they actually the chess players actually work out physically right. because you need endurance to sit through a six hour match okay and i used to come home from a tournament and my legs would hurt like i ran a marathon like really? that nervous energy you're pacing okay. you're you're mentally the mm. whole mind body yep. connection you're mentally taxed okay so that's okay. my whole spiel about is there physical injuries in chess probably not okay. i mean i've seen some okay. weird stuff but yeah um, okay in terms of like american defined <laughs> sport we um, got that but uh, you know, they all have different muscles that you use, right? So I'm trying to think. I've had baseball injuries in here, okay. volleyball, football. Yeah. <laughs> now swimming, swimming is uh, probably biking and swimming because yeah. they're low impact. Okay. So your joints aren't hitting the pavement. So true, swimming, true. Um, in fact, for our older population, I recommend biking and swimming okay. because of that, because you're, it's very... Um, lower stress on the joints so i would say okay. those two okay. because i and now provided that they don't go over the handlebars which i've had those patients <laughs> okay <laughs> so mountain okay. bikers they're crazy okay. and yep. they're like still falling yeah. and their foot gets stuck in the clips oh, and yeah. all the things right yeah uh lots of skiing injuries so that is that depends okay. on your level okay because when i go up there i'm so afraid of injuries that i'm like yeah, you know, slowly getting them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, snowboarding like a yeah. grandma out there. Yeah. Like if I get injured doing this, I'm not gonna do it again. Like, yeah, I, no. I, I've seen it. so many injuries; it makes me not very good at sports because I'm too I can cautious. Because so you that. have to be fearless to learn it, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, That's me. I don't like run in the woods. Like I used to run in the woods, mm -hmm. and once I broke my foot in the woods, I don't run in the woods. I'm like, because there's holes, there's seven potholes. Yeah, 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 right. Right, exactly. Um, I had a patient one time who was a professional skydiver. So she okay. took the video of the patients, you know, jumping out of planes, yeah. right? Had 2,000 landings, no problem. Wow. Never an injury, nothing, right? She walks down the street, steps into a pothole, tears three out of the five ligaments in your knee, right? Oh, wow. Needs all these surgeries. They wouldn't even take her back to her old job. Because now, uh, not 100%, you know? Wow. And, uh, you know, that's irony. Yeah. You know, that right there, that's, like, you know, that Alanis yeah. Morissette song. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what it is. Um, it's ironic yeah. because yeah. you can jump out of a plane 2,000 times and never have a problem and right. just walking. Yeah. So you can be injured doing yeah. anything. And there's wow. a lot of accidents that happen and people blame themselves. Why did I do that? You know, wrong place, wrong time, wrong step. It, yeah. The body's kind of unforgiving. It's not yeah. a perfect machine. Things yeah. break down. Mm -hmm. But luckily, our medicine and our, you know, therapies and stuff yeah. are pretty high level. Yeah. Um, you can get it back. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, so like I said, you got to be fearless because that definitely, there was a study do. done. I don't remember the school, um, but they, it shows that like um, they trained rats to uh, stay away from the cherry tree, like, like in the like oh, a little yeah. one. And it showed them that it's generational. 
Right. And they, it was like three generations that rats would not go over near the tree. And it's kind of crazy because you just have to be fearless because you, do. you don't have to be reckless, but you don't have to be. If you're too cautious, you're not going to be good. Yeah. You're not going to be an Olympic champion if right. you're like there edging your yeah. way down the hill. You know, you got to just go. Yeah. And um, it's not my path, so I'm good with chilling. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. I <laughs> I'm good with chilling. I don't need to yeah. play or run in the field anymore. Exactly. But yeah, not any sport. Um, has a potential, but even walking. Right, right. <laughs> so badminton probably has some injuries. Ping about, pong. Yeah, you know? That was my guess. I was like, badminton probably has to be one of the softest sports. Uh, I don't know. This, have you seen some of those guys? That's They're true. like no, aggressive. Right. Yeah, that's Some true. of those guys in the Olympics, it was like, wow, this is badminton. What about the curling sport? Yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. That's true. <laughs> They're like, eh. What was your uh, worst injury that you ever, that was the last question before the main My injury. personal injury? Uh, that you just had to oh, fix. Like, what was the worst uh, one you've seen? I was, when I talked to you on the phone before we set this up, I, was, I forgot to ask. I was like, I'm going to ask that. The worst injury. Because. You know, what's funny. Um, the worst injury I've seen wasn't when I was in practice here. It was okay. when I was a student. Okay. I was working in the, in the neural rehab uh, unit. And uh, I'll never forget this guy because really the worst injury is when um, there's brain trauma. Okay. The, the bones and the ligaments and all the stuff. That's nothing compared to injuring your head. Right. And this guy was in a motorcycle accident, couldn't yeah, recognize his family, and I was working with him, and like, it's terrible. So I'm, wow. I have PTSD with motorcycles. Like, yeah. I don't want any of my family members riding them. My twin has one. I just it's... like, <laughs> it's, it, that's a dangerous sport if you consider it a sport, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. so, so brain trauma is probably, and there was another little girl I remember who, um, really tragic, this pole fell on her head oh, basically it's just never the same right wow. so musculoskeletal injuries is what i mainly deal with okay um they have a high success rate okay. of getting back to normal but brain injuries is where you want to avoid you know yeah. wear your helmets yeah. <laughs> for everything yeah. you can you know and just be careful and not not do reckless things because that's Oh, I really, yeah. Yeah. You don't I, think about that. You think, yeah. oh, my knee. I was but, not like, expecting you to mention a head trauma at all. Yeah, I no, that's it, what it came into my mind. mind. No, you know, that makes that's total a, sense. It, but in here, you know, it's, it's. I've seen some people in a lot of pain. Some yeah. of the nerve impingement, like you said, yep. they can barely put weight on their foot. Yeah. Some of my pregnant patients um, can barely make it through their pregnancies. They're yeah. in so much pain because your body's different. Pressures right. are being put. But um, we get through it, you know? Yeah. So uh, one day at a time. And uh, so it depends on how their injury influences their pain levels usually okay. and their function. So if they're like barely putting weight and they have to, yeah. they have other kids to take care of and you know, that's probably the worst. Okay. Um, and then anything that prevents you from sleeping at night. So if you're in yeah. so much pain, you're up all night and yeah. then you're not getting your healing time. Right, so catch right. 22. So there is a time okay. and place for medicine. I say, you know what? Right. I don't like cortisone injections, but you might need one. So what is a cortisone injection? I've it's heard a of steroid. Okay. You know, so some steroids decrease inflammatory process. Um, okay. Now the problem is a lot of doctors kind of happily give you a lot of shots, and you're supposed <laughs> to only get like three a year. Oh really? Because okay. there's a cumulative effect of the steroids um, right. on the body uh, that you don't want. Okay. Um, and so, but it is effective and, and certain, like killing that cycle of inflammation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if you try okay. X, Y, and Z, you just, you know, okay. one time I had a poison oak so bad I needed a Corazon. Really? I had a two Corazon injections. Did it last a while or is it something? Yeah, yeah no, you they said last. three a year, so. 
Well, uh, some people it doesn't do anything for, and really? sometimes okay. so cortisone is not a fix because okay. it, it kills your inflammatory cycle, but it didn't uh, fix the underlying problem of okay. your problem, right? So even if you get that pain management, you still want to check in with a physical therapist because um, you want when that shot wears out, and it will. Yeah. Um, you might not need another one if okay. you've taken care of your problem. Okay. That's a great time to actually rehab something because your pain's lower. I'd say, okay. And now we work on it, you know? Okay. Yeah, so don't it. think you're cured because your pain went away with a okay. shot. Now, okay. some people are lucky and they That's did That's the first go step to get forever. you into physical therapy. <laughs> Sometimes that is a cure. Some people are like, I got that shot and yeah. I never had pain again. Great, good for you. Yeah. Some other people, it'll come back. Right. Yeah, you're like, more, nine times right. it's probably going to come back. It might, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it wears out. Yeah. Okay, so for the last question, um, you, you mentioned the pelvic floor. Right. What is that? Tell us about it. And oh my how gosh, could you, that's like another hour. Can share, um, treat it. <laughs> the pelvic floor is the area in your body. Okay. That's your pelvis. And it's a layer of muscles. Okay. Right? It, it acts like a sling. So if it acts in, in protecting your organs, mm -hmm. right? So your bladder sits on top of okay. it. So it keeps you continent, right? So if you are leaking urine when you're sneezing when you're jumping your pelvic floor is not doing its job okay. its job is to match the pressure that the bladder is putting on okay. down it also acts in posture it connects to hip muscles back muscles so once i added that into my practice and it is extra training you don't learn it in physical therapy school necessarily you have really? to go okay. and get a train so you if you're Set having a certificate or it's a separate, it doesn't even have to be certificate. You just have okay. to have the classes. Uh, gotcha. and you have to be able to do internal exams. Okay. Um, so people who just do exercise, sometimes it's not enough to fix the problem because if your problem is muscle tightness, mm -hmm. you can't contract it a thousand times expecting it to be better. Like okay. any spasm. Right. You know, I'm not going to like, if I have a spasm here, I'm not going to do this to right. it a thousand. True. You okay. have to like actually release the muscle, okay. right? So that's kind of what we do. Uh, people have pain with sexual function. People have uh, can't sit right. very long because it all attaches to your sits bones and things like that. Some people have prolapses where your organs are actually coming down out of their you know, pelvic really? floor is not holding. Yeah. Wow. So a lot of debilit debil debilitating conditions, but unfortunately, it's not something that's talked about very much. And it's and all so after pregnancy. Not necessarily. Okay. A lot of it is after pregnancy, but okay. I see some patients who have issues having never had kids. Really? And, you know, wow. stress plays a role in this too, yeah, believe it course, or not. Yeah. Of course. So people who <laughs> grind their teeth, for example, okay. and have pelvic floor dysfunction because they're actually gripping in those muscles and never letting them lengthen and relax. And okay. so they have a constant tension there. Muscles are supposed to contract and relax yeah. to function normally. Right. So a lot of what we do is stretching, releasing, breathing, all okay. the things we talked about for any other part of the body. So I treat the pelvis as if it was a shoulder. Right. Same thing, what's tight, what's weak, with the breathing, the posture, and all the things. Interesting. So um, what I want people to know is it's a very common, it's so common that it's considered normal to have some of these symptoms. And okay. people laugh about it. Like yeah. I joined a run club okay. and these women were like, oh, I just peed myself, you know, mile two or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's not normal. It's fixable. Right. And you just have to find the right person that's trained in pelvic floor okay. to, to help you. And so a lot of doctors won't even send so you. It sounds like it's not a lot. You know, in not France, very there's yeah, in France, they send every new mom to pelvic floor physical therapy for yeah. a checkup, and here they don't do that yeah, systematically. A, so a yeah. lot of people don't know that it's a thing that could be helped. Really? And so there's a whole industry of 
adult diapers, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You've seen them in the stores and the panty liners and stuff like that. So they're not and meant civilian... for the older population. Necessarily, like they're well. Even the older population can get help for it, though. Like, oh, okay. so I mean, the younger the better. Of like course. the sooner. But a lot of, uh, for example, nursing home admissions. A lot of it is for incontinence because after a while, if you also have some dementia, you stop being able to take care of stuff. True. So you get infections and skin problems and, and things like that. So, okay. um, so treat that. You know, it's not. I'm glad you asked me the question because yeah. uh, it's not talked about and a lot of yeah. places that I'm trying to do a lot of workshops and, and classes right. and educate the people that like this is not okay and right. the success rate for treating these issues is really high. Oh, that's good, okay. Yeah, so, so I have people, type of no, 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 not at all. And people get angry because they're like, well, why didn't someone tell me about this five years yeah. ago? Why have I been dealing right. with this? So it just, long. again, we, we let that go. We just tell all your friends. Right. Yeah, <laughs> tell yeah. all your friends that, you know, you're not, you're not supposed to leak. You're not supposed yeah. to run to the bathroom every right. half an hour. Hour. You're supposed right. to just like be able to hold it. Right. Your bladder is supposed to be at least half full right. and not running to the bathroom every second. Right. And, um, and you're supposed to not have pain with sex and you're supposed yeah, to yeah, not, not, you know, all the <laughs> right. things that are normal function, yeah. right? Yeah. And even men have pelvic floor dysfunction. I currently really? don't treat men, but I have colleagues that do. Okay. And prostate related issues yeah. and even some erectile dysfunction, yeah. all that is muscular and, and yep. sometimes could be fixed with physical therapy and not yeah. medicine. I would say the majority of the time, here's a drug. Here's a drug, yeah. yeah. But they don't yeah. even do that for women though, because I know men, they obviously have the erectile dysfunction, don't, don't give you pills and medication. Yeah. Do they don't do that for women? For women, the they give medications and, okay. and hormone. Uh, so they acknowledge it's there that it, that's an issue. It's an issue. They just sometimes they acknowledge it's an issue, and sometimes they say, "Well, it's normal because you have babies." You know, it's not. So just kind of your body's supposed to recover to its normal right. state from before childbirth. Right. And they just kind of. But but it's a it's considered you know childbirth is considered wellness because it's beautiful and you chose yeah. it right but really it's it's not it's not wellness <laughs> if that happened to your shoulder you would be in rehab right, right <laughs> but true, because yeah. it's your pelvis right people don't you know, don't think about that the same way that it's muscular yeah. and the ligaments and then the the pelvis sometimes shifts in alignment yeah. and then oh. you know that affects everything else around yeah. it. And a lot of chronic hip problems are because of pelvic floor muscles, actually. Okay. And so um, I've had people cancel surgeries after coming to see me. So I'm like, oh, oh I was about to get this you know, looked at because yeah. they didn't know what else to do, you know? That's, cra and that's so crazy. Though. They just didn't think what else is on the inside. That's kind of right. like a missing link. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy that they went straight into surgeries. Uh, yeah, which well, is... no, first they did it. She had two years oh, okay. of okay. care. She showed me a whole two year history of okay. all the injections and PT and this and that. And everyone thought it was a hamstring injury because it was attaching to that sits yeah. bone. And no one thought what else attaches to that from the other side. Right, you know? right, so, right. Yeah, there's more to this. Yeah, no, there's a whole thing. And, and diet influences your pelvic floor. There's a lot of bladder irritants, like alcohol, coffee, yeah. all the good fun stuff that, you know, they tell you to take <laughs> out for anti-inflammatory. Right. It's kind of similar. So okay. I encourage people to, you know, drink more water, okay. fix their postures. because. Well, you know, <laughs> if you can, you know, okay. and you should be able to... <laughs> Not rely on it, yeah. let's say, but people do. Right. 
Um, so it's just been kind of like a career changing move for me to get the training in the pelvic floor because it kind of put it all together, okay. the whole body. I still do all the orthopedic work too, the yeah. knees and the shoulders, but now I'm not ignoring this whole area that attaches right. to everything because okay. it's in the middle of your body. Right. Is, it, so, is there pain to it at all? Um, uh, or some, is it just like, oh, like I mean, it depends. If you're like, you know, say you have a big knot somewhere, right? It's painful to touch it a little right. bit, but kind of like, Sometimes you need that um, to okay. release things, you know, okay. so you true, need true. blood flow to the area. So sometimes there's a little bit of pain, but we do. I'm really good at making people feel relaxed in here because yeah. I know they're nervous to come see me, yeah. especially for that. Yeah. So I'm really good with that we filmed it here. talking, exactly, <laughs> talking about it and um, and really educating people how things yeah. work, why we're doing it, what, you know, starting in areas that they're comfortable with and things like that. And so when people leave here, they're like, oh man, I had it all worked up, but this was fine, you know? Okay. <laughs> so, so it's all about how, um, how you treat people and you listen and you give them the time. It goes back to that because some of them go to the doctor and have a, a negative experience because right. they were rushed and no one heard right. their concerns. And, yep. and they, there was pain because they were just like yeah. doing the treatments without relaxing the, the yeah. nervous system and all of that. Yeah. It's so, so yeah, I try to minimize as much pain as yeah. possible, like, you know. Yeah, it's crazy how quick they are just to kind of like, I don't want to say, I don't want to say bypass it. Yeah, no. It's I, their system, right? They yeah. have 50 patients a day, I know, I know, you know? I know. It's like in and out. And I actually train patients how to talk to their doctors. I say, because yeah. uh, how I do it is I write down my questions in my notes and my phone, right? Okay. Because they're in and out, and sometimes it's so flustering, you forget to ask yeah. why you came there, you know? Right, right. What did the doctor say? Oh, I forgot to ask him the thing yeah. that you told me to ask him, you know? So I say, write it down, and when they're leaving, you say, hold up, I have yeah. questions, and they can roll their eyes and come back in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And just spend that extra five minutes, just, you know, you have to kind right. of be a little bit more aggressive right. in getting what you want. You have to advocate for yourself. Yeah, I think in that's this the hard day part. and age, you have to advocate, or else you're not getting the care. Yeah. Yeah, so we have, yeah, yeah. I heard something about that on Facebook. They were talking about that. They're like, you got to speak to your doctor. You like, it's a nervous thing for some reason. It people, is. Well, because, like, even though it's your body, and yeah, it's like, but yeah. we just like, oh, they're doctors. Like, they know. Like, but like, at the end of the day, like, uh, my opinion at least is like, everybody's body is still different. There's similarities in everybody. 100%. But it's not a blanket effect that's like, you fix it. 100%. You're good. Yeah. Like, hence the fact physical therapists are, is a thing for a reason. You know what I mean? Everybody's yeah. different. And exactly. You got to take that time, and it's just, not being scared to talk to a doctor at the end of the day. Don't be scared. You are there to get what you need out of right. them, you know? And if they're not helping you, you got to switch doctors. You can't just go to the same person if they're yeah. not helping. Because some of them say, well, doc, I'm having pain here. Oh, give it time. Come back in six weeks. Six weeks later, I'm still, oh, give it more time. Some of right. them, like, you're kicking the can down the road. Yeah. It's like, no, refer them out. Send them to PT, do something, right. you know? It's not just, even after childbirth, well, of course, you just had a baby eight months ago. No, 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 if yeah. it's eight months and you're not, if things aren't working, come right. in. After six weeks, come in, right. you know? Because really. early intervention is always just better right. than uh, your body doesn't have time to like compensate and mm. develop like, you know, wrong ways of moving and right. things like that. And plus, why are you gonna suffer for extra months That's true. when you can fix something That's sooner, true. right? So early intervention is good. You mentioned like when's a good time to come in. Well, it's a tough one, but it's when you're ready to come in, right? Like it's uh, for me, it's I tend to now not ignore certain things, you know, right. just like get it checked out. 
Right. If it's nothing, it's nothing. Yeah. At least you you're going to learn something either way. Exactly. Even if yeah. you come to me and nothing's wrong with you, I'll teach you stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and no questions is stupid at the end of no. this, especially when it's about your health, because that's the biggest thing I think I see too in yeah. other people. Uh, like, so I'm not in the profession, but right. it's just like you kind of see people, it kind of hinders, and you're like, no, like, just if you come in, it's nothing. No one's going to think anything of it. Like, hey, no. I'd, I'd rather you check up on it. Than I'd sit rather and you deal. check up, and I'd rather you learn how to prevent it from going bad. Yeah. You know, because I can give you a whole lesson and, and like, how does, how do I stretch this the right way? You know, even if there's nothing wrong with you, yeah. there's certain things that are, you're doing probably that we can improve on, right. you know, especially like you were saying, you're athletic and you have these old habits and right. you don't know how to, you know, exercise without injuring yourself or yeah. the posture because yeah. you're tall. So a lot yeah. of tall people come forward, right? Yeah. So what do we do about that? Yeah. And so there's a lot of preventative things you can do and, I can develop a program for you that you can kind of maintain okay. and hopefully keep you away from seeing me further <laughs> for, for an actual problem, yeah. right? Um, so, yeah. Okay, nice. Well, I think that's um, time. I'm trying to look and I don't have to talk on me. Do you have any other, anything else you want to touch up on? Um, you know, I love what I do. Yeah. I'm happy to answer any questions that people have if they want yeah. to contact me. Um, yeah. at if the, you're local in North Carolina. If you're a local... Uh, Waxhaw, up Union County, yep. Lancaster County, if you have any questions anytime, if you're not sure about something, if you don't know if uh, physical therapy is right for you, yeah. if my practice is right for you, I do offer free uh, consultations. Oh, nice. So I can talk There's to no you. No excuses. On the, no excuses. You're eliminating can, everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't contract with insurances directly, but I can provide a super bill that you can submit to your insurance, and I've had varying degrees oh, of nice. success rate for patients. Okay. I also accept HSA accounts, uh, FSA, those are health savings accounts that some nice. jobs okay. offer. Um, so I'm here, I'm available, um, so I'd love to to help people get to wellness. Absolutely, all of her um, stuff will be linked down below. Um, I'll link all your profiles in. So you Thank can follow you. her, shout her out, call her, um, and if you're in the area, stop by. and. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Of course.